Happy first of the month. It's a new episode of The Business Of. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help you get your business paperwork together. Things like registration, trademarks, contracts, etc. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and my contact info in the show notes. Uh, I also want to tell you guys about something special that's happening at the top of 2019. Uh, in January, I'm going to be putting on a business launch workshop with Shara Gibson Consulting. It's going to be a four-hour workshop on a Saturday where you're going to be able to get your business plan done, get your business registered, start your trademarks if you need them, get your contracts done. It's going to be a four-hour workshop. We're going to give you breakfast and lunch, and you're going to get all this for $99 if you do the early bird tickets right now. So if you go to businesslaunchbootcamp.eventbrite.com, you'll be able to get your tickets there. They start at $99 for the first 10. The last 10 are $147. We're only taking 20 people, so sign up. <laughs> All right. Now, the show. Davy Fresh is a Washington, D.C.-based artist who's managed to generate millions of streams independently. He got his start in music from mixtapes and blog recognition in the late 2000s. He dropped his first album, Cloud 420, in 2013 under his independent label, Fresh Kids Music Group. He also manages several artists under this label. Outside of music, Davey has managed to create a strong internet buzz with collaborations with YouTube creators like Cartoon Connect and the popular cartoon The Johnsons that jump-started his voice acting career in 2016. His latest body of musical work, Smile, is available on all streaming platforms. I've known Davey for about a year, and he's one of the chillest people that you will ever meet. Quiet but confident, Davey's aura and music are a vibe with a message. During our conversation, his appreciation for the artistry of music, as well as his business savvy, were readily evident. Our conversation got into the nitty-gritty of calculating streaming numbers, shady distribution companies, and Instagram rappers. Enjoy the show! Um, I want to say thank you, Davey Fresh, uh, for letting me interview you in your space. You have a great home and thank you for taking the time out to nerd out with me for a little bit. For sure. Um, so I have listened to your music and I have, you know, my perspective on it, but how would you describe your music to somebody who has never heard it before? Uh, mood music, dreamer music, uh, something for the vibe, something for the smokers. Something for people who believe in a little bit more than life. Okay, you know? cool. Um, and how did you know that you wanted to be a musician? Like a, this, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call yourself a rapper, a hip hop star or whatever, but how did you decide that the music industry was what you wanted to do? Uh, seeing people in my family being it, seeing Tupac and AG is who made me want to be rappers. And I guess it made me want to pursue it I guess when I saying I was good at it, you know what I mean, and uh, it became a passion, you know, you just grow into it. I've been rapping since I was like 15 or 16 years old, so, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. And when did you know that this music thing could be the thing to sustain you? 
as opposed to getting a nine to five and doing the music thing, you know, on the side? Uh, maybe like, like three years ago when I got started getting more shows and started, uh, you know, taking the independent thing more serious and doing the weed festivals and getting into the weed industry and cannabis industry, excuse me, uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? That really helped excel my career. You know what I mean? To the point where I didn't have to have a nine to five and stuff like that. So the touring helps you make it a thing? Yeah, that merchandising, just like taking it as a business, taking it more serious and growing my fan base and followers. Okay. Because you know I mean? I've been working on it for like almost 10 years. So, okay. So tell me about that. How did you work on growing your fan base of followers? Because I think that one of the things like we were talking mm-hmm. about before is people struggle with marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there are a lot of people out there who want to be musicians and they're struggling to get their music out there to get people to listen to it. So what would you attribute to your success of growing your fan base? Uh, you can't, as a musician, I can speak on it as a musician part, like, you know, I came from the real SoundCloud and internet era where we were putting our music on MySpace and all of those platforms. And, you know, there's people who've been following me since then that it just grows into when I started just having a partnership with SoundCloud and uploading a bunch of music on there to me actually putting out albums, independent projects, and my fan base growing from Spotify. Like, you know what I mean? It just all came together over the years. So you started out on SoundCloud, you built up your fan base there, and it, like, people just so followed you. a bunch of mixtapes and free music, freestyles, okay. and stuff like that. And then SoundCloud kind of, like, took notice? Yeah, I got a really good uh, okay. relationship with them, like, SoundCloud partnership. Uh, I'm in their office like all the time, just trying to get um, get them on board to work to put more promotion on their platform for my next album. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, that just I've been telling artists since the beginning, keep your music on SoundCloud, keep your music on SoundCloud because it grows your fan base so much. You okay. know what I mean? Because um, well, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know that a lot of podcasts are taking their stuff off of SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know why that is? I think because now they're just waiting for podcasts to make money. You can put it on YouTube and um, monetize it. And you can put it on Spotify and monetize it while keeping it on SoundCloud for free. You know what I mean? If you're not a, a SoundCloud partner, you can't make money off of it. Ah. Okay, that now I understand. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to get into the nitty gritty with you because the music industry is completely different than the way it was when we were growing up. Yeah. You know, you sold records mm-hmm. and you got a percentage off those records. Now, mm-hmm. like record sales are dead. Yeah. People aren't buying physical albums anymore. Yeah. So how from when you started this music thing, you know, maybe even just playing, playing just starting to think about it as a serious thing to now, mm-hmm. how have you had to change your marketing strategy, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that, so that you can keep that revenue coming in because it's not necessarily coming to record sales. Truthfully, I feel like the industry changed into what I was doing. I feel like I didn't really have to change anything. I feel like what I was doing at the beginning was so new that people wasn't picking up onto it. And then as the years went past, people started noticing the streaming, people started noticing all of the things you can do on the internet. Okay. So 
it made my career excel as far as like the internet because I just kept doing the same stuff. Like, oh, so you so so you didn't have to switch over from hard copies to digital. I never really did hard. I did hard copies now, like not that I can yeah. do hard copies right. back then. I remember like figuring out how can I get my music on iTunes. Like you know what I mean. I couldn't put out an album in the two thousands because I couldn't get it on iTunes. Right. Like you know what I mean. So it's like. Uh, the game has changed into what I was doing okay. versus what they were doing before. Okay. Now, um, so great. You, musician, you got your touring, you got your money. You still have to deal with everyday business things. Business things. Like you need contracts. You have to, yeah. I'm assuming that you have some type of business um, um, company set up yeah. and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest challenge when you're dealing with the infrastructure of dealing with the Davy Fresh and the Fresh Kids Music Group, you know, collective as a business? Um, business, like, I try to keep it all in-house until we get to, like, uh, a certain level where we actually need to branch out. Just because I've seen on this level, like, doing it in-house is better. What do you mean by doing it in-house specifically? Using people that's close in our circle instead of uh, going out like, uh, if I can get it done, I'll get it done myself. If I know an A&R that can get it done, he'll get it done himself. But it has to be like... But I mean like, we're talking about A&R. talking about, we didn't, we didn't if you need a contract, what do you do? I go look for somebody who can do contracts. Okay. I don't, none of my artists have contracts. I didn't make none of my artists sign contracts. The only contracts I deal with is like distribution contracts. like. If we need contract, if they make us sign contracts to get music in the stores, if they want a certain percentage off of it, stuff like that, we'll look them over, make sure all the business is right. But you know, it's pretty black and white with the so you you pretty much do your own reviews and things like that. And so I have clients who choose not to do that. Why do you choose to do that yourself? And why did why do you prefer to do it in house with you guys as um Instead of, you know, some people might run to, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever fancy law firm. Because they're like, I got a record deal. I need these papers. Uh, so, one, we don't have a record deal. We are a record deal. We are the label. Like, right. You know what I mean? So that's how we base our whole business off of. We're not going into people's businesses looking to get do business with them, honestly. We're looking to get our people to do business with us. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like... That's how that's how our whole infrastructure is set up, and in doing it that way, we get more eyes on us for people to want to do business with us. So, like as individual artists, we will branch out and go sign record deals or whatever, but it will all come back to Fresh Kids. So they're so your artists are associated with your label, but they're not tied into like when people have to do like six, seven no. record deals. Six, no. seven, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. And, and they're allowed to just kind of, you know, allow their creativity to take them where they want. Exactly. That's the whole point of Fresh Kids. It's more of like an artist development and management okay. and like a hybrid record label. And so how do you make your money off artists? Like, I just take like 10% off of record sales. I don't even, I don't take much money from my artists. I don't take a lot. Of, I try to make sure they make money. That's our whole business plan is putting money in your pocket. Like, I think why artists choose to work with us is because it's more about the artists over here. I mean, you have an artist-ran record label, so I know what it's like to be an artist, and I want my artists to feel like they don't want to go anywhere. Why would I leave Fresh Kids and we make all this money and sell all these records over here and then relinquish our rights to you? Right. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. 
So they, so if your artists go on tour, they, do they pay you a percentage of that tour money? tour money? Okay. What about their merch? I don't want their merch money. You are, you're a great boss. <laughs> I make my own merch money. I make right. my own tour money. Why would I want to rob them being their own artist? Okay, so essentially Fresh Kids Music Group is just kind of a hub for all the artists and you can kind of provide sort of like oversight, but you let everybody do their own thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. I, I take care of like the look of the artist. So like I shoot all the videos, I do the graphic design, I do the distribution, get it in stores. They, I just really want my artists to just create, just make the best music you can create. And if you need the business handed, pan down is always going to be pan down in your favor. You know what I mean? So who takes care of like your money? Like, aside, aside from your tax guy at the end of the year, unless you're doing your own taxes. Yeah, and that's it. Because, like, me, I mean, I distribute. We get the check. Like, it's a hard, it's a lot of work, like, doing so all the numbers. Like, talk about that. So you got to add up all the numbers, look at the percentage, how much they're getting per stream, and make sure. And then I just, it's like, it's easy how to is that done? To so talk to me about this streaming calculation. Because yeah. I keep hearing about it, and I don't understand it. So, like, every 1,500... Streams equals an album sell. Every time somebody buys 10 tracks off of that one album, that's an album sell. And every 150 streams is a single sell. Okay. So, like, that's how it is. Okay. All right. So now, you know, that's what I mean. And if you're doing low numbers like that in the artist's favor for people who's putting out projects that can do 100,000 streams on it, that's pretty lucrative for that artist. You okay. know what I mean? It ain't all the money in the world, but it's... Right a lot more than what you would have probably got for trying to make people buy it. So this is what they get on your, through you. Now, let's say somebody goes, you're going through Spotify. Is it the same kind of formula? So in order to be on Spotify, you have to be with a third party. Not necessarily, like, you just have to have distribution. Like, you know what I mean? So we develop the music, develop the acts, give it to the distribution. Okay, talk to me about distribution. How does that work? So you just find a company who can distribute music. I've been doing it for like 10 years. So I've been with like three or four different distribution companies. Uh, you want to give some of the names just in case uh, somebody out there? I only talk about the first one because yeah. he, uh, cause they robbed me and I finally got all of my masters back. Well, no, don't give them no promotion on you. I don't want to well, Actually, right, don't tell them to stay away. They need yeah. to know so they don't work with this dude anymore. Okay. His name is Kevin Rivers. He started this company called Benzo Digital in Atlanta. And I didn't really know much about, I was like 20 years old. I didn't really know much about uh, this, like, streaming. I just really wanted to be in it. And I and I do give him credit because he taught me a lot about the streaming shit. That's how I learned about it so early on. But they were making a lot of money off of my music, and I wasn't getting paid anything for it for years. And I finally got it taken all off. And I don't know, but controlling of those songs again so that's okay. always a good thing you know all right so that's an important thing to know so how did you find out that they were taking all your that they were making all this money because they were it was like big streaming numbers on tracks and i wasn't seeing none of the money from it okay. like you know what i mean and then after they must have like sold the company to somebody else and i just didn't have no way of contacting you know, him yeah contacting okay. anybody about those songs so Okay, so you gotta vet your distribution. Uh, you gotta, yeah, it's always, yeah, you gotta really know who you're doing business with. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't go outside your box if you have to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay. uh, now, just in my, just for me, I've been working with a lot of distributions from like overseas. So I get paid euros, you know what I mean? And then they convert it into 
USD dollars. You know, and then so that's just who I choose to work with. Like a lot of companies out in England, Germany, stuff like that. Only because I got a big fan base in Germany too. So I try to work with them a lot. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment as an entrepreneur? That's fine. Being able to put other artists on. Okay. Honestly, because that's dope having a platform where, like, I remember when I was starting out, I wasn't able to do that many streams, and they would put out their first projects and do that many streams. Imagine when you get to as many projects that I don't put out, it be the biggest shit ever. You know what I mean? So that's a great accomplishment. Okay, so take joy in, you know, spreading the art. Yeah. Um, what would you, what is your, what is your ultimate goal? What would you say, what do you want to accomplish? Uh, right now, because I'm supposed to be working on my first major album. I ain't going to say the label and everything, just yet. I'm going to the album. But, uh, you know, that's a great accomplishment, being recognized by the majors, the industry, and being able to work with all the people that I've been able to work with. That's always, you know, people just want to be recognized for their music at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's always a great accomplishment. Okay. What would you say to, you know, either a young musician or just any you know, person who has this, you know, business idea, this dream that they want to go for, but they're not necessarily sure that it's going to, you know, be as successful as they want to be. Like, they're scared. Do all your research and don't be scared. Like, if this is something you want to do, uh, you shouldn't have a plan B. You know what I mean? If you have a plan B, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. You know what I mean? That's how I look at stuff. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, people used to call me crazy. You know what I mean? And I... I did everything that I said I was going to do, you know what I mean? Like, I did everything that I said I was going to do, so I'm very comfortable in my skin and everything that I do, you know what I mean? Just because I kept that type of mind state, I was like, I'm going to establish this independent label, we're going to make music, I'm going to do all these things. Like, right now, the goals that I'm setting for myself is, like, getting into acting. I want to, like, really create films and shit like that. That's like what I want to do in my 30s and 40s. Okay. You know what I mean? Nice. Another Ryan Kuba coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So where can people find you? Like, just tell them everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff is always Davey DMV, D-A-V-Y DMV, SoundCloud and Spotify, iTunes and all that other stuff. Baby Fresh, D-A-B-Y Fresh. So. Okay, and tell us about your latest project that you released. I heard it. I think it's great, but just tell the audience um, a little bit about it so they can go uh, and where they can go download it. Okay, my new album is Smile. It's a double disc album. You can get the physicals on Amazon, and you can, you know, it's in all streaming platforms. Uh, we work, my man, the product produced the majority of it. We got West Fulton on it from the Crossroads with Raheem Devon. We got uh, uh, Mio Tiga, my artist, is on it. And the product, he's on it, of course. It, it's a great album. I, it's my, one of my favorite albums I've recorded. It's, it's really dope. I listened to it. It has a very chill vibe, but it has like these really deep lyrics behind it. So you're kind of yeah. like chilling, but you're still thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Davey. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you guys.
Guys, I thought the interview was over, but Davey and I were talking um, after I turned the recording off, and he just went into so many things that I wanted you guys to hear, so we turned it back on. Um, so you were telling me about all this uh, quote-unquote boring shit. Let's go. <laughs> that you have to do on music, like, that, I, I think that's what you were getting at when you was like someone who does, like, the business and the numbers, like, that's something... Um, most people might be able to hire somebody to get if you got all the money in the world, but when you're doing it yourself, you got to do all that shit yourself. So when you're talking about streaming numbers, you get this long ass sheet of everybody's numbers, like you know, what I mean, all our projects and how much they, how much they stream, how much they stream for, is as far as like the price, and you got to add all that shit up, and you know what I mean. Uh, that's how you pay your artists. That's how you get paid. You know what I mean? So that's how you take your percentages and give percentages. That's how you fucking know your album is at 500,000 streams or not. Like, you know what I mean? Without adding up all those numbers, you without all those numbers, you wouldn't know how much you did. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to know your business. Like, a lot of artists just want to be seen and just want to be rappers and be creatives and you know that's okay too but when you approach being an artist you have to look at it like you want to start a business you know what i mean because you're you're yourself you're your brand you know what i mean you're your business that's how your your stage name is how you get paid like you know what i mean so you have to make sure that name is seen you have to make sure that name is being streamed you have to make sure people are interested in you know what I mean? That's all it, that's that's really when it comes down to the nitty gritty, just knowing where everything is coming from, knowing how much you make, knowing how much you stream, knowing all that shit. And how do you keep track of that? Are you just like writing this down on sheets of paper? Yeah, I literally type it, I literally get like a PowerPoint, is that what it's called? No. Excel? Yeah, yeah, Excel, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I get like an Excel sheet and then I um, add up all the numbers. I write it down on like the notepad on my iPhone and then I send it out to my artists. I let them know exactly how much they album made, exactly the numbers it's at. We do first the estimated streaming number where we can only get uh, the streaming numbers from like a few stores. And then once it comes out and the distribution gives us the big sheet, then we know exactly what your album streamed and shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. how long does that process usually take? Four months. Yeah. Yeah. Four months. Because uh, we can, the estimated streams can probably come after like a day after the album or project is released. That's when we can get an estimate on when or what you stream. But as far as getting the exact calculations, most of the distribution stores don't let you know that until like four months after the project is released. So like right now we don't, we got streaming numbers from May, you know what I mean? And it's what, September, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a lot mm -hmm. of work. Yeah. Okay. But people need to, people need to hear that. People need to hear like that, you know, the music business is not always blitz and blam. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. It's a business at yeah. the end of the day. Like, if you want to be a successful artist, you need a business behind you. You need people that can invest into your advertisement. You need to get a PR company. Most artists need to be looking at a booking agent, not a record deal if you want to really make money. You know what I mean? Because that's how most artists make their money is from doing shows. Or you can finesse the game, like, 
when we released my album, how we sold trades and we just gave out the digital cards with trades. That was an album sell for me. And we sold the album for like 40 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? That's other ways for artists to make money. You know what I mean? Instead of just uh, relying on people to buy it off of iTunes or whatever. As an independent artist, you have those avenues where you can do different shit because nobody's telling you what to do with your music. You know what I mean? So these packages, like these merch packages with the mm-hmm. trays and things, those those are a big hit with your fan base. Yeah, always. I, I feel, um, I don't know. I feel like physicals are doing well for my music just because I have like more cult following fan base. Like people who, really, who listen to my music really fuck with my music. So like if I come out with a physical or something, they'll probably buy it. In Belgium and France, we sold a hundred vinyls, double vinyls of uh, Smile. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we sold some through Digger's Factory and then another company. I forget the name of it in Belgium, but like the rest of the wholesale and put it in their record store. Nice. That's really dope. I was proud of that for this album. Okay. Right, like that's, I mean, but but that's a lot of work that you put into that. It yeah, wasn't just you exactly. threw your music up on the internet. Exactly, it's not just though, it's not just upload your music on the internet, upload a video on the internet, you think it's gonna go pop and you gotta put a lot of business and strategy behind it, you know what I mean? And consistency is key too, you know what I mean? With a lot of, with a lot of the music stuff. You, in this, in this day and age of music, in like seven months, the whole game will change. You know what I mean? And if you're not contributing to that, to what's going on, you'll just be out of the loop. You know what I mean? People will forget. You know what I mean? So like even with my album, Smile, like I thought it was important to do a double disc album so I can have longevity with the album. Like most people only really listen to this one. They only know the same, because all the singles are in this one. People probably just run through those 10 songs. Now, the second half of the year, when we start releasing more videos, it'll bring people back up to listening to Smile, Boost the Streaming, Boost the Settles. You know what I mean? It's all about having a strategy. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, the business behind music. Yeah. <laughs> thank um, you. So, thank you. I, I really appreciate that you let me record that. No I doubt. think that there are a lot of aspiring musicians out there. Um, you know, and they need to really have a hard, realistic look at what the music is. is, Yeah, it's a lot of shit. I'm not just uploading music on the internet. Like, when we put together projects, it's like we looking at them, all right, how much money can we put into this project as far as advertising and looking to see who would uh, sponsor releases, do premieres. So, you know what I mean? You want to get as much people to listen to it as possible. You want to get it in in this day and age, and I was just talking to my friend about this. He's, uh, he's kind of like an A&R. I ain't going to give him out. But uh, he was like, we were just talking about how the game has changed from doing work to just taking pictures. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of rappers are just picture rappers now. It's all about the picture you can take on Instagram to look cool with. Or, you know what I mean? When they don't put us in. Taking pictures ain't bad as long as you got the work ethic behind it. Like, you know what I mean? It takes a work ethic to stay popping these days. And if you're not going to put the work ethic behind, you're just an Instagram rapper. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, No offense to you Instagram rappers out there. (laughs) A lot of them make money. They get paid. For people to, they're not really getting paid necessarily for their music. They get paid necessarily because, you know, people want them to 
you know, take a picture with this bottle of liquor or something, you know what I mean, for a few thousand dollars or wear my wear these sneakers or some shit like that. So that's why they're Instagram rappers. You're not really getting paid off your music. You're getting paid the models shit, you know. They look cool. You know, that's what models do. <laughs> All right, shots fired. Shots fired. And we're gonna end it there, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. You can stream Davy's album using the link in the show notes. You'll find a link to the Fresh Kids Music Group info as well. Now, if you have a dream business that you want to make into a reality, let's book a 15-minute consultation to see how we can get you there. You can also join my private Facebook group where members can ask me questions and get first looks at all of my digital products, like my CEO ebook bundle. The bundle comes with six ebooks that take you through the business formation process, gives you the basics of business money management, and helps you set up infrastructure for your employees. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes as well. Also, if you would like to advertise your business on my podcast, I run one-week promo spots for $5. Email me at nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com for details.